This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean, Ships Registry Bahamas. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Got the four of us here, Rudo, Megan, AJ, and Jesse as the abs have the day off. Going to get into how they can avoid starting slow this season. But before we get into that, a pick of the week for you. AHL betting is available on DraftKings Sportsbook. The Colorado Eagles open their season tonight against the Texas Stars. Uh, they're minus 110, so it's a pick them if you want to pick the Eagles straight up. Plus 140 to get the Eagles to score more than three and a half goals tonight. That's the one I'm going with for my pick of the week. It's the start of the year. Goal scoring is always up. Go go get some goal scoring in on, on DraftKings. Uh, you can also go to DraftKings and use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. And you get the opportunity to bet five bucks on any NFL team. If they win their next game, you get $200 in free bets for just five bucks. So be sure to go check that out. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So I do want to get to the Avs. We'll talk about that slow start in a little bit, but I did want to start with the Eagles. Uh, it is their opening day, uh, even if it is away. They're not, they're not having their first home game yet, but... Megan, set some expectations for us from the Colorado Eagles this year. Are, are you expecting a quality hockey team? You know, I think it's still going to be a competitive team. I still have some serious concerns about the big name departures, like in Sakura and Sherwood and Jordan Gross. But that being said, they've brought in some offensive weapons that looking at this forward group, we did it in the offseason, even looking now after they've made some reassignments. It's still really heavy in the forward group. There's going to be a couple of skaters that get left get left out of the mix. And so I'm really hoping to see some of these young prospects get opportunity. Cronin said that it's theirs for taking. I'm a little skeptical to see how that top six does get constructed. It's going to be hard to pass on guys like Houdon. And I know they really liked Spencer Smallman. So I'm kind of expecting them to stay in the mix and get a lot of ice time. But this is where I also want to see a foodie and a Lawson and a Bowers also taking a step forward. And then that decor, it's just a bit of a mystery to me there, especially. Um, that's where I have the biggest questions. And I think it was an area for them to get more reliable defensively um, into this next season. And so I'm hoping that some of the players that they've brought in this bond ensemble, I think is a good addition to bolster them defensively. So I'm hoping that's where they got stronger um, as well. But it's going to be hard to 
get career years out of some of these guys the way that they did like a Jordan Gross. And that's kind of what it's going to come down to for them to compete at the same level, if not more, as they did last season. I think it's possible, but it's in the prospect's hands in a lot of ways. Two areas I wanted to touch on specifically. The Avs did get Jonas Johansson back and were able to send him down to the Eagles. Can we just move <laughs> Jonas Johansson to person? <laughs> just my goodness. What what a two weeks for that dude. Thankfully, he's got a, he knows where he's going to be next Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, back in the fold of the team that has tried to acquire him three separate times now. <laughs> Um, dude that is just the crazy part i was i was talking with just a couple of people at the media room the abs have been trying to pull off this transaction since december (laughs) they've been trying to get this dude to loveland for nine months uh and they can finally do it just good for jojo is that a significant impact for the eagles megan or is he really going to just be the backup to anna then um it is for depth goaltending in Trent Minor, I don't know if he's been reassigned or if he's still up with the Eagles. I haven't seen the announcement yet. So the hope, though, is that Minor gets another full season as a starter in Utah. That was my hope, at least personally, uh, just to get those reps in more consistently. And I think that's better for Minor in the end because I still think it's on and in's net. And I like that there's a veteran presence there to back him up if he does hit a rough, a rough stretch he could feel comfortable knowing that there's a veteran presence to help give the Eagles some stability. Uh, the one big guy that Jared Bednar really did talk up quite a bit during training camp was Shane Bowers. He talked about wanting him to go play top six minutes for the Eagles. Is that going to happen? Do you expect that to actually be an opportunity or are we going to continue to see this disconnect between the avalanche and the Eagles where a lot of these prospects end up in the bottom six i'm really skeptical i'll believe it when i see it and i know how some of these lines were constructed in main camp and even what we saw last year and i feel like it's going to be hard for bowers to crack the top six because i feel like they're really comfortable with running with some kind of maltsev hudan olausen maybe top line and a foodie magna cow on the second line that i i don't i don't know where bowers edges someone out of that mix and the only thing I can hope for, unless Scout gets traded, um, a little prospect swap kind of thing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't hate it, though, honestly, because this is at the expense of opportunities for Bowers and Ronta. Um, and honestly, I think Olausen, if he doesn't end up on that top line, is also in that conversation. And if it if they really prime Bowers, like if they give him a third line role, but they're running that third line like a second line and they're distributing that ice time a little more evenly and getting Bowers acclimated to being that role player. Cause I think, you know, you can imagine that's sort of where Bowers would be in an abs lineup one. So maybe getting him acclimated to that, but actually giving him the ice time to play a role similar to what would be needed of him in an avalanche lineup also putting him on special teams and giving him more responsibility there and freaking playing him at center. That's the only way he's going to become more responsible as a player. And if they keep putting him on wing, it's not challenging him to rise to the responsibility that's needed of him as a center. And, you know, if they can do it in the third line, I'll endorse it, but I'll believe it when I see it. Man, I tell you that it really sticks with me. Bednar talking about Bowers, and he's like, oh, he's not ready to impact this club yet. And you watch 
Lucas Sedlak in those first mm-hmm. two games, and you're like, was he? No, but like, I think that's the point. I think that's the point, though. Like, well, I my point is, Shane Bowers could have gone out and bombed too. Like, right? Like, right? We're pretty comfortable with the idea that he could have gone out there and been god awful. <laughs> but we don't know. Like, like we don't know if that's what would have happened or not. But if it had happened, we would have all been like. Wow, that really sucked, and we probably won't see him again. And then, then, and then we could we could just stop talking about it because it was like it would be like, wow, that's been really bad, you know. Like Curtis McDermott the, last night, I just didn't even notice, right? It's like the lack of opportunity to fail for the prospects that is disappointing. Yeah, and and that's where you're, that's where you're like, maybe it would have gone exactly the same way. And if it does, I'll shut up about it. But if it doesn't. And it and it goes two percent better. Instead, we're sitting here wondering instead yeah. of knowing. But, right? but again, yeah, and like for it'll, me, it's it's honestly I don't feel strongly about this at this point. I've been kicked in the teeth on this for a decade. Yeah. It's fine. Well, I was gonna say my my thing. The reason I look at it a little bit different is what you got out of Sedlak, what you're getting out of Sedlak. You're not expecting anything more than that. Like I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely do Great. want to believe that they hi- they have higher aspirations for a guy like Shane Bowers than can you go out and get kicked in the teeth every night. And I, I thought the way that Jared Bednar put that was so interesting. Could he go play? Yeah, he could go play. Right. But but is he going to help us win? And that's what you want out of Shane Bowers. Like it's, Lucas Sedlak is a means to an end. He's a, he's a roster spot. Holder, he, he just—I don't know, man. I expect an NHL player to not pass it right to the other team's tape. I know, but that—I mean—that happens. That was a tough play, man. That, it happens in a lot of games. I'm with you. I'm with you. again. This isn't this isn't me necessarily defending Sedlak, but I'm just saying like that's what you expect out of him. You don't want that that's, out of Shane Bowers. That's, the, the, that's uh, okay. What? I'm good. Well, you can't I scoff think, like that and then no, not say anything. I think, I think I'm good. I just, I don't want to. If that's the baseline, it. any of those guys could do it. So why not let them do it? But, but, but again, that's not, that's not what you want. You don't want them to just get their heads kicked in and then that be the end and it fizzles out. You're fine with that with Sedlak because he, he's not going to be there. He's not a key part of this roster. You want Shane Bowers to have a role on this team over the next few years. That's the goal. That's he's a prospect. I, That's what you want. I think it's even simpler than the conversation we're having. And Selak is a straight up Darren Helm replacement. And they were all given options in camp on the PK to see their fit, Cal Bowers and Sedlak. And I think that's where he had more experience and demonstrated more capability right now than the other players. And I think it's yep. as simple as he could fill the role of Darren Helm more closely right now and reliably than Cow or Bowers could. And I honestly do believe that, even though that's an area that Cout specifically has excelled in, I still didn't trust Cout to consistently show up responsibly on the PK. And I know it sounds horrible saying that after Sedlak yeah. had the big gaffe, but I honestly out of camp would have made that same decision. And it frustrates me because I think I've even said verbatim, like I'd like to see the prospects make the same mistakes that someone like Sadlak is making. But I think the decision was made a lot more simply because Darren Helm's coming back soon and we won't be talking about Lucas Sadlak for much longer. I'm with you. 
not even pressed about this. I just thought it was funny. Like, I just have that quote in the back of my mind, him talking about it, where he's like, can he help us? And it's like, are these guys? <laughs> like, I'm just, you know, like Anton Bleed, like, passes through waivers. And now they're not even, they're like, we're, we're good. Like, yeah. Loud player, though. I can't. I... I'm going to take that quote to my grave. Like, <laughs> It's just going to be that thing that I remember about Anton Bleed forever. <laughs> anyway, we can move on. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm super excited about the Eagles. Uh, Me too. I'm, I'm absolutely nervous that their defense is going to be terrible. Uh, they have a lot of big lugs on the defense. Uh, their pe- the, the lack of Jordan Gross uh, is going to be really big because their puck moving is really suspect. Brad Hunt alone... Like, is not going to be able to carry the torch. Uh, if they had Jacob McDonald down there, uh, that would really help. To have both McDonald and Hunt, uh, they'd have to be on different pairings because you do need defensemen to play defense. Uh, I am excited to see what Dravalov is able to do because his rookie camp, preseason, training camp, all that stuff made me actually feel a lot better uh, in general about his prospect status. And it's still... Still don't know that I see an NHL player there, but he is he is a guy that I think at least you open the door for like, ah, maybe someday. Uh, but I am, I, th- I think the JoJo claim is uh, important. I'm with you. Good like, quality depth. I think that was, I think it was a low key, like, a, like an important thing to have done for the organization's depth. Mostly, mostly in that, like, in case of emergency, smash the glass, push this red button here, and that red button is JoJo instead of Trent Minor. Like, yeah. no offense to Trent Minor, obviously. There's just a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and we do, we are expecting that Eustace is the starter still, Megan, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Well, AJ, I was say exactly what you're talking about there. We were mentioning that on last week's show. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to take like too big of a shot at Trent Minor here, but you were, no, you were not at you all. Were one, you were one injury or illness away from like that guy playing a very important role in your organization. Yeah. Um. And and, and just having JoJo, it 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 makes a much bigger difference than I think some people will give it credit for. Uh, that just having simply that buffer gives you some flexibility in terms of who you call up to your NHL roster, or if you need to make a call up, if you need Jojo to come back up for three straight weeks and, you know, only get in one game. Cool. That means Ananen is going to get a lot of starts in three weeks with the Eagles um, or vice versa. You're going to pull Ananen up yeah. to be with the big club and you're going to feel comfortable about what you have at the AHL level. I said it last week and Megan, you and I talked about it at the rink the other day. AHL teams are still really good hockey teams that are still trying to win games. Uh, you know, they still have their own championship they're trying to chase and they have their own winning culture they're trying to build and uh, all that stuff. And and I'm fully with you, AJ. I, I think getting JoJo back, not only with the organization, but with the Eagles, I think it's a a slightly more important move than people maybe realize. It, it feels kind of hilarious to say, but do you think that they maybe don't call him back up? Uh, like, when they need a third goalie at some point this year, do you think maybe they avoid calling up Johansson because he's been claimed twice now in the last year that having Onanen, who can clearly pass through waivers, 
uh, or without waivers and not have to, they don't have to worry about it at all. Like it's a free call up. They could just move that guy back and forth. No problem. You think maybe at this point, they're just like, we're just not, we're just going to leave him there. So he doesn't have to clear (laughs) waivers again. How are you not at least having that conversation, right? Like, yeah. Like if you're if you're Chris McFarland, Joe Sacking, there's no way you're not looking at each other like, son of a bitch. Like there's, <laughs> we got him there. Can we ever get him back? Like, yeah. Like it's 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 legitimate. It's you... spiteful. <laughs> Everyone claiming him like it's just a dig. Yeah, well, the I mean the, the first Florida one was one definitely was spite. Yeah, was absolutely. That was that was a salty dog claim. <laughs> The Arizona one made no sense, and then, you know, they ended up with Ingram, so it's all good. But so, so weird, um, this JoJo thing. Just, it's so funny to me that, like, like Jonas Johansson, like, as, as a third goaltender AHL guy, is totally fine on your roster. We're talking about, like, maybe don't, don't have him fill that role because right. you can't get him through waivers again. And, and and you always and everyone tweets silly things sometimes. Everyone has their you know their bad hot takes, but you do you go back to that original tweet from the Buffalo writer. The this may be the worst yeah. goalie I've ever seen. Can't stop a puck. Then the way that a- Avalanche fans reacted when the Pablo Francois injury cropped up, whatever it was two seasons ago, when JoJo had to you know hold down the fort for the entire season of the backup. With the way that people talk about this guy, and then the fact that he's been claimed twice, it's like, okay, what's the disconnect dude. here? Like, dude, what are we missing in that? Like, obviously, and it, apparently, NHL teams really like this guy in a way that nobody on the outside does. The Avs traded for him, and then he's been claimed twice, technically three times, if you count this most recent Avalanche claim, and it's like okay, maybe this guy is a super hot commodity and we're all just idiots. Like, Well, and like, you understand, like, you understand where that guy was coming from because when you watch him play, some of, like, when his games, when his games are poor, they're like, yeah, brutally bad. Like, brutally bad. (laughs) So, like, and like, you look at the two Florida appearances that he had last year where they were like, they literally were just playing him to try and get through games and he was so bad he got pulled. And it was like, dude, what is happening here? Uh, and and like, how is this guy like in demand? <laughs> but in Colorado, you look in Colorado, and it's not even you can't you can't even just be like, well, the defense is just so good. But in Colorado, like he's been fine. Makes no, uh, it's the Jonas Johansson saga will be like. <laughs> Someday, it, when that when it ends, like it will be like the one of the weirdest times in Abs history. So, I, I, we can move on from Jonas Johansson, but yeah. I do just have to add on to what you were just saying. That's maybe the weirdest part about him. Uh... With the Colorado Avalanche, he's been good. Like he's been above passable multiple. I think multiple shutouts, two shutouts as an Av, like a winning record. It's I think just it was like just the, the one shutout. Was it just the one? Regardless, it's just it is this really weird. Wow, when he plays for the Colorado Avalanche specifically, he looks like at least a passable NHL backup. And for some reason, everywhere else, it's like, oh man, no way. But don't send him to the AHL because we'll grab him. It's just it's just so weird. Uh, 
Eagles do play 6 p.m. tonight. AHL TV is completely free for opening day. Highly recommend you go watch that if you have any interest. Um, and if you like hockey in general, AHL TV, fantastic deal. Not sponsored by them. Just it's Man. awesome. Highly recommend you buy it. It's crazy how it went from like AHL TV was like a rough buy. Yep. Like four years ago. And now it's so affordable and the system is so much better. Everything about it leveled up like a thousand times in the in the span of a couple of years. Yep. It's, it's significantly better, so recommend you check that out. What we are sponsored by is Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, which you can get down at the DNVR bar or at your local liquor store. Check out breckbrew.com to find some. You know me, I just sit here and drink Avalanche. I'm a simple guy, but a lot of people love all of their flavors, whether it's their Palisade Peach or the Mountain Beach AJ was talking about, Kale was all about the other day. Uh Ton, dozens of flavors to to get your teeth. I guess you don't put your teeth on beer, do you? Really, to get your palate sunk into? Sure, I don't know. Uh, I did my yeah, best. Touches your teeth, yeah. I think that yeah, works. I, I, I guess technically. Okay. Uh, also, also brought to you by Avaca TV. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash DNVR. You head over there, you get TV for twenty five bucks a month. That includes Altitude. It also includes AT&T Sports Network and national channels. So you're covered for all of Colorado sports. I don't know why you would want to watch the Broncos, but you can. <laughs> um, you'll also be able to watch the Nuggets as their season is getting started here. And they have a DNVR channel, which is going to have exclusive rights to the DNVR Serbia trip documentary that's coming out pretty soon here. You can watch the trailer for that on our YouTube channel. Uh, I know the Nuggets guys are super duper hyped about it. So looking forward to watching that thing. It should be fun. Uh, yeah. Other than that, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I actually want to bring up the super chat here because it's tangentially relevant to what we're going to be talking about. $5 from Andrew who says, just wanted to do a super chat to see if anyone thinks Erod looks like Steven Esquilito from Nacho Libre. Oh my God. I never watched this movie. I'm so sorry. It's Esqueleto, not Esqueleto. Esqueleto? Okay. I, I didn't watch the movie, so I have no idea. I see it in the mouth area. Are you doing, Are you like deep diving his picture right now to do a yeah. comparison? I, I did have to look. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just not sure of the... Yeah, it's really oh, just the mouth. God. Okay. They both have big mouths relative <laughs> to their face. <laughs> All right, the, the hard mean, hitting. There you go. There's... It was the relative to their face. Can someone show me a picture of, of Steven? Yeah. <laughs> I really don't see it at all, to be honest. You don't see how they have really distinct big mouths i mean i I'm sure i can see how they have big mouths but i don't think they look particularly similar yeah i would say beyond that i'm out but that definitely is a yes <laughs> that part of it okay so very specifically his mouth mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna be talking about purdy mouse pretty soon here uh you got that wet mouth over there rudo yeah, the wet correctly. Mouth. yeah. correct yeah. i was trying to get through this without it <laughs> My uh, mouth and my hands, man. They're just soggy. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Uh, actual topic of the day. Getting 
into the conversation about the abs and how they can avoid starting slow. We did talk about this the other night a little bit. Jesse, I don't know how much of the game you caught. Third period, a lot on oh, the radio. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I got a lot of I got I got a lot of it on the radio. Uh I actually the Nichushkin goal I think happened as I was like pulling into my garage. So I heard the fun stuff. Uh, didn't really see anything great. <laughs> All right. So you have, you might have a much more positive outlook than the rest of us on that. Game. <laughs> uh, but well, someone, yeah. had to, someone brought their phone onto the bench with the game. So like, I would just like check it, you know, every now and then. And I just, I saw the shot differential and I was like, you know what? I actually don't think I want to concern myself too yeah. much with this. Yeah. <clears throat> that's uh that's the way it went, but you have, Alex Newhook and Evan Rodriguez on that second line, pointless through two games. Is that a big deal? No, obviously not. But if that becomes five games, if that becomes 10 games, it starts to become a problem. So what is the key here to get those guys going instead of into a slump? Um, a consistent schedule would help. Yeah, that would be a good well, start. You're not getting that, so come up with another idea. <laughs> what was it you said, AJ? A consistent schedule. Oh, a consistent schedule. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you, I think you need some. Uh, honestly, like all jokes aside, consistent schedule, but like you just need, you need to give them some, a minute here to settle in, and yeah, a back to back home then on the road. Um, isn't a great way to do that. Uh, you got it. You got Alex Newhook stepping into a bigger role. You got a, a new look line. This is a combination that obviously didn't had no reps together before that last preseason game. <clears throat> um, yeah, I just think you gotta you gotta give him here a, a, a week or two to get kind of settled in. Yeah, I think if you're hitting five plus and they are still completely all over the place, and maybe you need to take a different look. But for right now. I'm willing to say we'll give him a game or two. Uh, let him get the, the the rust shaken off. Okay. I think and, well, go ahead. I'd like to see them both simplify the game just for the next couple uh, and get adjusted to the expectations of second line, the amount of time that they're on the ice in a given night, um, because I think that's where some of the mistakes are being made is trying to do too much. And there is a lot of pressure to come up with the production that a second line is supposed to. And I think that is rightful pressure. But I see both Newhook and Rodriguez getting in their heads a little bit and just not making very good decisions with the puck. I'd like to see them simplify it, even if it is at the expense of offense just for a moment, um, so long as it kind of removes some of those costly errors that they were making too, and then begin to infuse the offense into their game once they've gotten a little more comfortable to honestly both ends of the ice because that's where you're seeing the mistakes getting made. Yeah, taking it down a notch might actually really help both of them. They know that they're they know that they're in like this position that is huge for them and their careers and there's a lot of pressure on them to perform. It's two games, fellas. Like, you know, no reason no reason to panic after two games, of course, but also you know, maybe maybe ease off the pressure. Hey, just play your game. You're in this you're in this position for a reason. Just trust, you know, send it. Go out there and just be who you are. 
and you know, because right now you can, yeah, you're absolutely talking about they're in their head, they're you know, they're pressing. Just relax a little. It's gonna be all right. You're on a pretty good hockey team. You're a pretty good <laughs> hockey player. I love that. Just uh, they, there is pressure. Like they do have to perform. They they do have to. Somebody's got to live up to that expectation, and somebody's got to somebody's got to fill that role at some point. But two games in, like if Alex Newell had a hat trick, we'd be like, "Oh my god, do they have two first line centers?" <laughs> like, like we're for sure. It's way too early know, to really be. Yeah, of course. And big assumptions. It's it's that same. You know, we talked about it last night that you're not paying. You're like you're not worried about this, but you're absolutely in the right to be disappointed by what you've seen so far. It hasn't been good enough, but my question 80 games to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's so much runway. Like, (laughs) like if you're sitting on an airplane, it's like if the airplane had like accidentally jolted forward a little bit, like you haven't even gotten going yet. Yeah. Um, You're still waiting for clearance from the tower. Seriously. Does that extend to the rest of the bottom six a little bit as well? Oh, they have one goal scored by Cogliano in the entire bottom six, and even that one was McKinnon shifting with him. Yeah. So not it really the bottom six. Shift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how many times last season did the bottom six go more than two games with <laughs> less than one goal? Like, yeah, I just – I well, think – go ahead. Just keep in mind that – you know, the bottom six is playing up a little bit. We talked about this mm-hmm. the other night with Landy out, everyone's up a spot and yeah. With two forward injuries. Yeah. Like one of them in your top six, that means the, the most likely guy that is in your top six that wouldn't, that that won't be when Landy's healthy is probably Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And so that guy's playing up a little bit, you know, new hook is playing up a little bit just cause he's never done this before. So really, no matter how you slice it, you got a couple of guys that are adjusting here. Uh, Cogliano, at this point in his career, is playing up as a third-line guy. Uh, Comfer has always been best as, like, your third-line, like, right wing. Right now, he's in the middle of the ice. Uh, You've got a rookie Ben Myers. You've got Logan O'Connor on your third line, uh, who we've seen, like, really, that guy's like a fourth-line guy. Like, he's a fourth-line guy. That's his sweet spot. We see him when he gets to play 10 to 12 minutes a night. And uh, he's really going against, you know, other lower tier competition. That's when he really does his thing. Mm-hmm. On a third line, It's it's it has consistently been shown, like with Comfort, that when those guys play up, it just doesn't go well. You know, they might get shifted to different different spots every once in a while. Uh, to try and just see if it's working that night. Like Comfort played a little on the second line last night when you're down multiple goals and you're YOLOing it. But really, like, a lot of these guys are playing up a little bit. And, you know, Lucas Sedlak and Curtis McDermott are playing at all. Right, right, right. So yeah. you're like, look, like, it's just not, you know, we had the same conversation last year where, it was, you know, with all the injuries at the start of the year, it was mass yep. chaos in the forward core, but it's fine. Like, it's really just not that big of a deal right now. You've got to give these guys a little bit of time 
to settle into it. And after two games, like, when things, it's so funny that when you go into the season, you're like, they're stacked. And then they actually play a couple of games and you're like, well, they're not super deep here. Yeah. You, you know why good teams trade right for fourth yeah. liners every single year at the deadline? Because that extra guy could make all the difference for you. Yeah. How much how much does having Nicholas Abe Kubel around right now help? Right. Like like as like your thirteenth or fourteenth guy. You know, like last year the Avs had Andre Burakovsky as a healthy scratch in the postseason. Alex right. Newlook was a healthy scratch in the postseason. Like they're during their playoff run, they were like unreasonably loaded up at forward. So yeah, they were always going to take the especially at the start of the year. This was always going to be a, it's probably going to be a slow start for those guys, but so McKinnon will make up for it. He's like, I have a, I have a really weird question. Okay. What do you think the equivalent of a warm body in hockey would taste like? Did you watch the Jeffrey Dahmer show or something like that? Like, were you, were you on that all night? Dude, I don't. I'm assuming this is Hassle Cattle. Just, it is, yes. Just get into the read, man. I don't even want to get into this. Nope, gonna, I'm actually gonna, happy that I got that one. They're gonna, they're gonna drop us because of this. No, they shouldn't be dropping us because Hassle Cattle tastes infinitely better than whatever you think a warm body might taste like. It actually tastes. Great. So why are you qualifying that it's a warm body? Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, if you want to eat a cold body, I'm not gonna stop you. I don't, I don't want this is coming off the way that you it did in your head. <laughs> no, I knew it was I knew this is exactly how it was gonna go. Uh instead of having this conversation, go get some Wagyu beef, which is actually delicious, uh, from Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, they make amazing meats all over the place. They ship right to your front door. Uh, their sausages, mwah, choice. If you want to try them, they always have the sausages at our uh, tailgates for the Broncos. So you can Bro, Dre, Dre They're made warm. a huge. They are, yeah. I've heard very warm. Oh. <laughs> Dre made a huge tangent on the on the uh, Hassle Cattle sausages as well on TDSP. I've never had the sausages. I've, I've just done the burgers and steaks. Enrique told me he at the last tailgate he went to, he ate way too many of the sausages. He went hard on them because they were really good. All right. So apparently I need to try those next because, yeah, this is is the second time in two hours that someone has like made a point to talk about the the hassle cattle sausages uh, from the tailgate. So there we go. He just really likes sausage. Dreaming about it over there. Uh, Anyway, go to HassleCattleCompany.com. Use code DNVR. You get 20% off your order when you purchase there. And check out Athletic Greens. I don't know how healthy a warm body is to eat, but I know Athletic Greens is healthy to eat. So uh, (laughs) go over there to AthleticGreens.com. When you order from them, you get a year's supply of vitamin D kicking around with it. And the Athletic Greens itself is super easy. You just dump a scoop in your cup of water every morning. You drink it. It helps boost your immune system. It's got 75 different vitamins and minerals in it. A lot of athletes use it as part of their daily routine to get through workouts and things like that. So it's super great for you. It will really help you out just honestly feeling better every day. So highly recommend. 
Check out Athletic Greens. You can take control of your health today. Boost your immune system at athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to purchase. Uh, also, we got a we got a shirt sale going on right now. All Avalanche shirts, $20.23 for the new season. So get them while they're hot. Get them while you still can't jump on that. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Getting back into the hockey talk and the obvious nobody panic. The Avs started the season four, five, and one last year. It's fine. They don't need to start hot. But... Well, they don't have anywhere near the injury issues yet that they did. Because you remember last year, it was like they didn't have Taves. Uh, They were like a total mess uh, between like COVID and actual injuries. Like, remember Stefan Mateau played four minutes for them? Like, last year year was 4-5-1 and was probably just like they survived. Akel McCarr was nursing that wrist injury, which just makes uh, you reflect on the season that he had. Like, man, he really is not from this planet. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to not start a conspiracy theory that Kale McCarr eats warm bodies right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you look at it and it's like, look, if you have to start the season four, five, and one, you're not worried, but you would like them to be better. It makes everyone's lives easier if they can get off to a little bit of a faster start. So, <laughs> on the whole, um, you're 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 hoping for more. Certainly, from the Colorado Avalanche depth, the power play has been good, which is great. I I don't, I don't know. Where do you guys feel elsewhere that the Avs can improve? Pretty straightforward defense. Top six, goaltending, which one? Uh, I think if right in front of their net <laughs> yeah, is number okay, one fair. on that list, just as a whole defensively, because that's where they've had major breakdowns so far. Uh, their PK has been terrible. <laughs> but that's where I'm starting, right in front of their net. You clean you clean that up, the rest of their defense already looks pretty good. Uh, the breakouts have been really good. And... I like uh, I like how the I, I mean I like the vision for the defense. I don't I would not continue to do this Manson Johnson thing on the PK. Mm-hmm. Split that up. Don't do that. I don't want that. Uh, no, just my answer is just no. Don't do that. That's where that, I'd start. That's simple. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You two. Yeah, Byram and Tape right there. Yeah, it's not, you can't, not that you can't use them together, but or not that you can't use them, just yeah, not together. <laughs> just split them up. <laughs> right, right. They one of them always looks like they're on the moon trying to play on the left side. So just don't. Sorry, Megan, didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, I didn't have much to add. I was just saying PK looks very, very bad. Uh, you know, one of the biggest unknowns going into this season is goaltending, and it's actually one of the areas of least concern outside of like the top line and goaltending, it's kind of these other areas I'm looking at more curiously. And some of it's just a matter of getting more reps in, like a second line center isn't built in two games. So not even worried about the second line, but that's, you know, where I'm looking for the apps to improve on. 
is just a couple different areas, but just wanted to add that of those, goaltending has not really got me worried just yet. Yeah, obviously the Georgiev game was fine. I, I think there were maybe some things you would have liked to see more out of Frankie, but at that point the game was already well out of hand. The abs were getting dumpstered in shots that not really on him. Totally. We didn't really talk about him in the post game last night. We were like, he was great in the first period, and then we stopped talking about him entirely because it was like, <laughs> dude, they they didn't help him. Yep. Like you got you got guys like clean breakaways and two on ones and shit. Like they didn't do anything to help him at all, and. You can't look at you right now. You're not looking at the goaltending and saying, "I'm super confident in this," but you're also not looking at it and saying, "This is a really big problem." Like I'm a lot more worried if I'm Minnesota and Mark Andre Fleury just gave up seven last night. Yeah, he made the same saves as Markstrom. He was just obviously tested in a very different way. He might have been one of the best penalty killers last night, and he had an assist. So, <laughs> you know, I can't really complain about Frankie right now. Did have an assist. That's one more point than the bottom six had. So that's so well, like, true. For for me, obviously, having not <clears throat> excuse me seen the whole game, um, but following along very loosely there, you know, for the first part of it. What was it? Two to one after the first. One to one. One to one. That's right. That's right. Um, to me, that's that's a positive. I mean, it was an all out from what it looked like onslaught in terms of at least shots on goal and, and, and the way that the play went, Pablo Francois kept you in the game after that first period. Uh, again, things, you know, kind of stayed tilted that direction that maybe led to it being a little bit more skewed, uh, some special teams goals, but yeah, in, in, in terms of he kept you in the fight, had the abs had maybe a little bit more pushback there in the second period. Um, you're feeling way different about the way that Pablo Francois's night goes and, Maybe he's not tested quite as heavily there in the back half of the game and the score can stay a little bit closer. He kept you in the fight um, when at, at the beginning and in a game like last night, that's that's what you're asking for, right? Is, is part of this the new age take on preseason where the majority of your lineup, you play them one game, the last yep. one, and then you get into the regular season. And, and honestly, it... it almost feels like teams treat the first couple of games of the year. Like they're still kind of preseason, right? Still feeling each other out, still I, getting into a rhythm. I will say the, the better teams do it because they understand that they don't need all 82 games to make the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, like they don't, like, you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they would have like, they'll make the, they will be firmly in a playoff position after 70 games. You know, there are teams like the Buffalo or a New Jersey or somebody like that that knows, like, we're going to need 82 mm-hmm. games to make this thing happen for us. And so they've had a more aggressive approach with their preseason uh, where they played a lot more of their guys together. I think that's part of – I think all of that is just a natural approach to it. Uh, they know they know that that grind is, is very different uh, when you're a team that expects to win 50 games and kind of comfortably make the postseason – whatever seed you might be like, obviously you want to win your division and all that. Like you'd love that, but you know, just get in is, is the real goal of the regular season is get to the second season. And, you know, I do, I do think that the approach to preseason is, is having a role in it uh, in, in some of these, 
like the number one thing that you're you're like we were talking about last night. They look disjointed. They're all little. The timing is really off. Like, yeah, it's a bunch of guys that haven't played very much together uh, in in real games. You know, all this practicing is great, but they're, none of those are game situations. And that's just it's just a different level. It's a different pace. Uh, and and they're not there right now. Few teams are, of course. Yeah. Nothing. Well, and usually the teams, usually the teams that are there right now, mm-hmm. are not don't. there when the season finishes. They don't stay. You don't want to peak in October and, and November. That's the Buffalo special. I was I was going to say, ask is... the Buffalo Sabers for the last ten years. Yeah, it is the Buffalo special. So, again, literally zero concerns here. Yeah, important to note, not worried about it, but there are things that you can look at and say, well, this can get a lot better. Yep. Which is, like, that's a healthy thing. The start of the year, if you come out of the gate, if they'd won each of these games 10 nothing, you're like, well, it only goes downhill from here. <laughs> yep. So, the abs are fully off this weekend. They'll practice. Fully. No, no games till Monday. You do have Eagles tonight and Saturday if you're looking for your, your hockey fix. Highly recommend you go check out their games. Uh, any final thoughts from anybody? I was just going to say I, I would be shocked if they weren't practicing at bare minimum one of these days uh, tomorrow or Sunday. Um, I wouldn't be fully shocked if they gave them a couple days off here, but um, we'll be we'll be back at the rink. We'll have, you know, we'll have something coming out of the Avs uh, over the next couple days, but uh Honestly, I tweeted it last night again. Having not seen a ton of the game, it sounds like it wasn't a great, you know, first 40 minutes. Um, given the circumstances of this whole week, huge emotional high on night one. Uh, really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right in line with AJ. I think you're, you're totally fine. You're happy with this week. You got to win. You got some of the good feels started. And you know you have room to be better. And they will be, so... I, I think you're fine with this first week. Get a couple days off here and uh, re- really be able to get off and running. And they have a weird schedule to start. You want them to get some good, you know, some some wins, some good feels leading up to um, the Finland trip where they'll have, I mean, almost a full week off on either side of those two games. Um, yeah. So yeah, light schedule to start. Use this time. Don't carry. So, don't care so much about the wins and losses, but use this time to get yourself into the right groove. Uh, you know, get things gelling the way that you want them to. Uh, and that way by Christmas, you're you're in your stride and you're kind of cruising. Mm, warm body, slathered veteran sauce. Delicious. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Rex, any final thoughts, bud? So bad. <laughs> no dog thoughts. We're going to get out of here for the day. Even appreciate it all, y'all. Leave them alone. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> Uh, we love you all for tuning in. We will be back with the pod Monday. Like Jesse said, keep an eye on Twitter. Follow DNBR Avalanche. I'm sure we'll have some stuff for you there over the weekend. But until the next one, we'll talk to you later. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.